And we are back. And we just finished watching 2021's Passing, currently streaming on Netflix. It's rated PG-13 with a runtime of one hour and 38 minutes. This is the directorial debut of actress Rebecca Hall, who also writes the screenplay. This is based on Nella Larson's 1929 novella passing and tells the story of two friends who meet later on in life as adults and how their lives intertwine what did you think of the film i thought it was okay i feel like the story i don't know it felt kind of branching and almost disjointed i don't feel like i got like a a nice fluid story there seemed to be like a lot of stuff going a lot of stuff going on a lot of themes that were it's sort of like oh we're going to explore this now but it didn't really happen that way and then it was like we're jumping onto this theme and we're jumping onto this theme so while i thought the story the 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 idea for the story was interesting and i thought that some of the paths that we were led down were also interesting uh it just i don't know it it didn't come together for me okay fair enough fair enough So I want to preface by saying that a couple of weeks ago, maybe, CBS Sunday Morning did a short piece on this actual story, and they they interviewed Rebecca Hall. And I found it very fascinating because I didn't know that she's biracial. And that came up in the interview, and she talked about how this movie was dedicated to her mother, who struggled with racial identity and maybe had like a little bit of self-loathing and it, it really touched me and I could see why she would pick this particular story to tell having said that I enjoyed the film I could see where this might not play for everyone I don't think this this is going to be everyone's cup of tea but I think that it's extremely powerful I I enjoy that the main protagonists are women and the male characters are almost secondary. Well, they are in a lot of ways. They don't get as much screen time as Ruth Negga and Tessa Thompson, but the, the, the bulk of the story is through Irene's lens. And Tessa Thompson does a fantastic job of playing this sort of subtle creature very conflicted she's very conflicted and i thought that was interesting because on like multiple fronts yes i think there's a lot going on here and i think one of the things is there does seem to be sort of a sexual undertone between the two actresses no i definitely picked that up Especially from like, Irene to I, Claire. You know, and this this was sort of one of the things I was going on about where we're, we're going off on sort of different themes. And then they sort of like get dropped and we're on a different theme. And this was one of those themes where, yeah, there was some sort of... Uh, Actions. Of, 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 a, of an attraction between... Or I, I would say it was more uh, coming from... Irene, Irene to, Claire. to Claire than it yeah. was from Claire to Irene. Claire's story was pretty straightforward. I mean, Irene was was definitely the the point of view character for for this movie. So you definitely got a, a greater view of of what what was going on in her in her mind. Uh, Irene, her story was also there, but it, it was more straightforward. 
for I, Irene was I'm sorry, Claire, Claire. Claire's story was more straightforward, and and like for Claire, it was almost like regret. Well, it was regret. Yeah, for sure. She made a life for herself, and in order to make that life for herself, she had to live a lie, and she seemed fine with it up until she reconnects, reconnects with, with Irene. Irene, and after that, she realizes what she's doing and what she's missed and you could see it has it has really affected her to the point where she wants she's almost obsessed with Irene's yeah, life yeah obsessed with she wishes she had Irene's life yes like this is a, this is a definitely a movie about jealousy because well there's also the, i mean i think the bigger thing is the racial identity right no, there's a racial identity, the, the whole thing, but there is a theme of jealousy yes, going throughout. on between Irene and Claire, and it's coming from both directions. Both directions, yeah. Where Claire is jealous of Irene's life, it's like a, a jealousy that she, a wistful jealousy, or like I said, something of regret, something that she wished she could, she could have the life that Irene has. As the story progresses, it's almost like Irene... Like there's the whole the whole other story of the the her husband mentioning racial violence that's occurring in right. in, in uh, what was it Alabama or, or, or something I, I think it was was I don't know if that was like a real thing or if that was just like a, a sort of a reference to like Emmett Till or like that mm-hmm. I don't know if the, the the characters they were describing were the actual thing but the the the, the, the uh, circumstances seemed similar. Well, and, this is before because it's supposed to take place in the 1920s, but. It's it's roughly the same thing. There's, I, I'm sure the. I mean, lynchings I mean, have been going let's, on let's, let's for a very very long yeah, time there, there in this country. There wasn't just the one, right? And Irene doesn't want the Her father sons. saying this yeah. about that, and she seems to get generally genuinely upset by it. And the the husband's being like, "Listen, there's terrible shit going on in this country. In this country, our, our kids should need know to, learn about need it, to know yeah. about it. We've tr- we've tried to shield them, but guess what? It's coming for them. Mm-hmm. And for Irene, she doesn't, I don't know if she doesn't want to believe it. She doesn't want to register it. She says, I, I just want them to be happy. And I think part of that comes from the fact that Irene is capable of passing for white, which she does. Yes. So she is not experiencing the world that her husband, husband and, and her, her children will are because they're experiencing. Yeah. That they're currently experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. And so she just, does, It's it's almost like. Well, it's not that bad for me. Not that she ever says that. Mm-hmm. I just don't think she be- she believes it a hundred percent. Well, I didn't. I didn't get that. I think she was really desperately trying to shield them from the horrors because I, there's one point where she says that they have that right now they're children and they should enjoy that and they have the rest of their lives when they're adults to really to see learn about to the, learn about the that stuff. I'm glad you brought that up because I was gonna say thought it was interesting watching the film because I do agree with you. There are threads of jealousy on both sides with these women. And it's interesting because when you, when the film opens up, it's through again, Irene's perspective and she's shopping and she is passing Mm -hmm. for something that she is not. And she does it very much on the sly. She does it very secretively. Yeah, I and mean, I think she, it's, she, it's she, never, she never looks at anybody in the right. eye or look or maintains facial contact, contact too much for too long. Right, right. She's basically just going by this the superficial aspect that her skin is very light. 
I mean, it's Tessa Thompson or her features. They definitely. I mean, she could pass for mixed race. She could pass. Yeah, exactly. You know, she could pass for mixed race. If you actually like really looked at her, you would probably pick up. Oh, she's black, right? Or she's partially black, or or, or whatever. But like you said, she's slick about it. She she wears the hat. She she keeps her she keeps her head down, and she engaged too long. Engaged too long, exactly. And where are we going with this? <laughs> well, no, I, oh, I just, was going to say. She was, yeah, she, she, in the beginning of the movie, she, she, well, she passes. My point was going to be that it's interesting because there's that scene after this that we're talking about where she's in bed with her husband, Brian, and she's almost like angry at Claire, right? And it's like, but you're doing the same thing. I mean, not in the scale that Claire is doing it, obviously. Yeah. But you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Well, Which not, I not, thought not was... only Not only that, but you are also engaging in the bigotry of her husband. I mean, right. her husband's nickname for her was Nig. Oof. Because yeah. he's like, oh, you're getting, you seem to be getting darker as you get older. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had, he clearly didn't have any, any clue that his wife was actually. A black woman. A, a black woman. But. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. And then they have the discussion. It's like, oh, well, do you have you, do you like black people? And, right. And he's like, oh, it's not that I don't like them. I hate them. Right. Like, what? Yeah. That was very jarring. That whole se- sequence was very jarring. And you could feel the tension off of Tessa Thompson. She does a fantastic job with this film. And you you feel it. You feel it. And then it, it, it permeates and it keeps going. And then there's that scene in the bedroom with her husband where she's angry to, to have been put in that position to almost like be found out for, for being a fraud in a way. And I think that was one of the reasons why she was still harboring this resentment towards Claire where she didn't answer the letter. Claire made it a point to go to Irene's house to confront her. Right, because by that at that point, Claire, like we said, when Claire meets Irene again, it's almost like it's like a window into a world that she she, had she abandoned, forgotten. she had long yeah. forgotten. Yeah, and a big part of her desperately wanted to be part of that world again. Exactly, exactly. and she didn't even realize it until she saw. Irene. Irene. Right. And right. after that point, it was just like, I need to do this. Right. And she was constantly with Irene. She was constantly with her, constantly seeking her out, going to her house. house. Ingratiating, ingratiating herself, herself her own to family. Her, to her, her, the maid, her husband, husband. The children. All of her friends. Yes. And like I said, honestly, that to me, that's where, like initially, initially there is some sort of attraction there. It, like I would say after that moment, after, mm-hmm. after that initial anger, but after Claire shows up at the house and it's almost like they reach like an understanding of one another mm-hmm. and they hang out more there. You could see that there right, is. Right. The there, first night that when they go to the dance and then afterwards when, when Irene and Brian are in bed, she's like, oh, I'm glad she came. Yeah. And then there's the moment at the dance itself where she reaches out and grabs her hand. And it's like an interesting moment there where you, where you think, oh, this is not only about yeah. racial uh, identity, racial but, identity, but also uh, sexual identity. Mm-hmm. But then that kind of gets dropped mm-hmm. and it just, it goes, it, it's, it's still the racial identity thing, but now there's also like some sort of, I, I kept feeling that this, this jealousy, 
I mean, there's the jealousy that Claire has for Irene's life, but that never felt malicious. No. It was almost like wistful longing. Like, it was almost I like, wish, yeah, I wish I could have had this. Right. I could you be. You know, almost like an admiration. Right, right. Like jeal- she jealousy really of that felt vein. like Irene had the happy life. Yeah, that she, she actually says you did it the right way. Right. And then there's the jealousy that Irene has for Claire. Mm-hmm. And I get that feeling because I, I just got the feeling that Claire wished that she. Irene. I mean, sorry that Irene, I keep messing their names up, that Irene wished that she was white. I could see that. I think it definitely and like, would and make like life not, easier. Not only that, but uh, the, the anger, like because like, she progressively got m- more angry at Claire. Claire, and I could see that happening because it's sort of like, you have everything that, you could, that I would ever want, really. Right. right. The, this great life nobody's there's no danger of being looked down i i I don't doubt that she i think at some point she did love her husband i don't know if she loved her husband anymore there was a coldness there there yeah it wasn't like uh, there was no there was nothing going on in the bedroom to the point the the husband even mentions that yeah yeah it was just like shops closed yeah and then she starts with claire coming around more it's almost like she pushes claire and brian together yeah, you you get that impression, and not only does is like pushing, but she, she starts getting mad at that. Right, but she orchestrated. But she sort of orchestrated, and and it's it's very ambiguous as to if there was something going on. Right, that's never really fully. It's never really fully realized. Realized. Or I mean, there you might get hints for one or the other. Right, a look, a, a, yeah. a look, leaning forward, whispering in each other's ear, the fact that. Claire was very touchy feely with Brian. I don't know. I, I, didn't I mean, get not it. I didn't overly any... touchy feely, but she seemed very familiar with him. Maybe I, I got the impression that she honestly she was friendly with her. She was extremely charming. Everybody was charmed by her, mm-hmm. and I get the feeling that that's another thing that Iris didn't really Irene, Irene, Irene didn't like God. about Claire. That Irene was jealous, getting upset about, or, or getting jealous about because. She, she charmed all her friends. And by the end, when they're in that final party, Irene is like, it's like she's at a funeral. Right. They're like, oh, you don't laugh anymore? And she, be seriously, she becomes way stiffer as the movie goes on. Progresses, yeah, yeah. And, and just the how demeaning, she, like, she's not very nice to her, to her maid. Yeah, she's very snappish you know, and she's abrupt. She's very snappish, very abrupt. It's like she wants everything to be very prim and proper and even in the way she speaks yes very stiff yeah a very stiff manner of speaking in the beginning i thought oh that's just they're i guess they're trying to like ape maybe a 20s style of talking yeah but everyone else but everybody else like in in the beginning claire also talked in a, a kind of a stiff manner but as time went on she let herself she was the way she was talking was more loose more casual mm-hmm. And Claire just got even more and more rigid and yeah. elocution. It was almost yeah. like, yeah, it was like she was just shy of busting out with an English accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which wouldn't have been so far off because since Tessa Thompson is, I think, she's, I think uh, she's British. Yeah. I think her, her normal accent is, is English or Australian or. I think she's British. British. I don't know. 
But yeah, she becomes more stiff. Yeah, it, it's definitely like a jealousy out of anger towards Claire. Mm-hmm. And oh no, we're wrong. She was born in Los Angeles, California. I'm baffled. I don't. Know. I know. I don't she know does what an her amazing. Accent. I know she does an amazing <laughs> British accent. I thought she was British. But anyway, yeah, there's a lot of ambiguousness as far as if there's an affair going on, maybe. I mean, the husband doesn't seem to be very possessive of her. When they're they're at parties, she's talking with this one and that one. That one guy seemed to be completely... Hugh, enamored of her? No, no, oh. Hugh, but also, I don't even know if that guy oh, got... Oh, the guy a, that the, was the dancing guy, with her? Yeah, the that, guy, the, did he even get a character name? I don't even know. No. He, he never. I don't think he had a line of dialogue, but at the end, she looks like... Uh, Irene looks at that guy, and he's like... Yeah. Devastated. Yeah. I don't want to... I mean, we're not giving away spoilers or anything, but... <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a drama tragedy ensues. Yeah. Uh. So I'm I I would agree with you. There was a lot of themes, it just bouncing around here. It's it's a little unfortunate that a lot of it wasn't carried over. And it's funny because it's not a long movie, but it's not a short movie. It clocks in at an hour and thirty nine minutes. But I think that, having said that, I think it still works. I think it's 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 an impressive debut um, for Rebecca Hall as a writer director. I think she made really great casting choices. I think she made really great stylistic choices. Like it felt like 1920s Harlem. Yeah, I even mean, the it, music, everything about it, just really gorgeous. I I love the idea of the black and white. I've always said I I feel like. There's also, it, it just feels like an added element of class when you see something that's black and white, especially when it's like this crisp, clear black and white where you see just everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's an absolutely gorgeous film. The costume It l- lends itself to the time period. It definitely too. lends and itself also to the time the- period. And just the whole idea of race, right? Light and dark and stuff like that. So that that definitely adds a layer to it. And I think the costuming, the set direction, the art direction, all of that just cinematography just really came together lovely. I also thought it was interesting, I guess as part of the editing, there were scenes where they, it started very blurry and then it would focus. So it's almost like this ambiguity, right? you don't know what you're seeing at first especially in the beginning where it's just it's like cameras focused on a sidewalk but it's very blurry and you see people walking by walking by and then it starts focusing and you see things more clearly right so i think i don't know if that's a metaphor for this kind of the story itself because there is a lot of ambiguity here there's ambiguity about race you you don't know initially i guess that Claire is a black woman and the first time that you see Claire she's like this absolutely gorgeous stunning creature in this sunlight with this beautiful skin and this blonde hair Latin blonde hair and this beautiful dress and the way Tessa Thompson interprets Irene she's just like this kind of introverted I mean, she's beautiful, right? But she's kind of like this introverted, dowdy, 
plain Jane persona. Yeah, she's definitely downplaying her beauty. Her beauty, yeah. Although it's funny because then there's that scene with the husband where he's like, you know, I like my women darker. Mm-hmm. She's fawning over Claire's good looks, and the husband's like, okay, I guess she's pretty, but she's not for me. Right. And then there is definitely, definitely this other subtle sexual subcontext, right? Because the the letter that Brian originally reads that Irene didn't want to read, there there seemed to be like a little bit more than just friendship there. I mean, you could, I, I could see how that would be interpreted that way, but I did not feel that was the intention, the intention. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I just, Ultimately, I just felt, there wasn't, I just felt but that I think, that, but I do agree with you that Claire definitely wanted the life that Irene had carved for herself. Yes. She definitely wanted to be liberated and free to love, but she made a choice. She made a choice that she thought bettered her life when in actuality it really did prison yeah it was a prison even if it was a golden prison it was still a prison and i think on irene's side having claire come back into her life made her have to deal with certain things and i think that irene just wasn't ready for that Mm -hmm. and it's almost like she implodes while all of this stuff is going on. And then in the final sequence, she's almost like shell-shocked and just kind of operating on a on fumes, basically, right? This whole tragedy happens and she's just, I don't know, just, I don't know how to describe it. I guess it, it, it's it's ambiguous. I yeah, mean, I mean the whole thing there, is there, right. One thing I, I, I when I'm thinking about it, like we were deciding if what was was there any sort of intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to say this without spoiling anything. <laughs> was there any intention in malice? Yes. Was there an intention of malice? And it. Rem- the, that situation reminded me of an earlier situation, the situation with the teapot and what she says when the teapot drops. Because mm-hmm. the guy, what's his name? Hudson? Hugh. Hugh. Hugh he says, covers oh, for her. He covers. Oh, I must have bumped into you. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, no, you didn't. I've just been trying to get rid of this thing. And now I have the perfect excuse for it. Right. That was like thinking about that that's like some pretty heavy-handed foreshadowing <laughs> yeah 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 another scene that i thought was pretty brilliantly done was when they're at the dance and he's kind of being dismissive about claire hugh and she's she she kind of gets defensive and she says we're all trying to pass for something yeah which i thought was interesting and his his reaction to that as well I think he's taken aback that she kind of is assertive enough to give him kind of grief about him maybe being weird about her friend. Because at that point, she's very protective of Claire. And that's 
that's right before the whole hand holding thing. I I I I don't know why my mind went there, but when she said we're all trying to pass for something, I thought he took that as a dig, meaning oh uh, that he's there. No, that uh, uh, she's trying to she's trying to pass for white, and you're trying to pass for a straight man. Oh, is that right? That's what that's the impression I got, and he was sort of like, oh ho ho ho. Yeah, because <laughs> he's just like sitting there, and his wife is dancing with every dude, in, yeah. every dude in the place, and and either he's he's like into cuckoldry, or he's he just doesn't care because he'd rather. Oh, and he was and he was talking about the looks of the guys too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he might secretly have a thing for Irene. Hugh, Hugh, yeah. No, I didn't get that at all. Okay, all right, not, you could not, be right. I not, wasn't. Not at all. No. So, what do you think? Like numbers? Yeah, one to ten. What would you give this movie? I'd probably give it a six and a half. Six and a half. I too like. I said, it, give it a you six know, and a half. It was. It was interesting. Like I said, the the ambiguity. I I don't mind that sometimes. I, it makes you like try and pick out clues and try and figure out what's really going on. That part intrigues me a bit. I just felt like there was a lot of threads that were started that were just kind of dropped. I think the story probably could have gone through some rewrites maybe to streamline things and jettison some of the stuff that was a bit distracting. As far as the performances go, I thought Ruth Nega was great. Tessa Thompson was good. The the really stiff language, especially from Tessa Thompson, sort of made me, I don't know, may have took taken me out of the movie a little bit mm-hmm. i mean i it served it, it served a purpose especially in the case of ruth nega because like i said in the beginning she was her language was very stiff and proper and then as the film went on it became more casual mm-hmm. so you could see that she was sort of loosening up and embracing having a normal life mm-hmm. whereas tessa thompson Like I said, if anything, it became even more stiff. And it was like she was desperately trying to maintain order. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that, it was, I don't know. I don't know if I like that mechanic of the movie. Mm -hmm. I think they could have probably done away with that and just had everybody speak a little bit more casually. I don't think it added, I don't think it added anything to the movie that could have been, that could have been shown in any other way. Yeah, so I'd say overall... Six and a half. You know what? I'm going to change my number. I'm going to say a seven. I I really appreciated the story told from the female perspective. I really enjoyed both main protagonists. I think Ruth Nega was sensational. I thought Tessa Thompson was great. The look of the movie is outstanding. The cinematography was beautiful. The costuming was fantastic. I love that house. I love the old wood oh, in that house. That house, that house gorgeous. was gorgeous. I even liked the male characters. I thought Andre Holland as Brian was great. It's not too low tier on this. Like he's he he plays an important part in this, but it's also the ambiguity there. Did he have a relationship with Claire? 
Yeah, there was there was this ambiguity, and it's, an ambiguity it's interesting because it. in the beginning he starts as not being a fan of Claire, but I think the more they interact, he really comes to like her, and she definitely likes him. And that the interplay between the the actors was was really 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 well done. The the maid too, just how Claire ingratiates herself with with her almost as an equal, not as a superior, which is what. Irene's role was and she definitely stressed that was not like you said she was kind of unkind at at, at one point and the maid and the maid was not like didn't really kowtow to her it was no. just like do you need me to get you anything or yeah. do you need me to get you something like yeah. when she saw like Claire just like li- no uh Irene, Irene just lingering around the kitchen yeah and also and and Irene like when uh the maid wasn't there to watch the kids and then why isn't she here? And, yeah. and uh, her husband's basically like, well, he's got a family too, too. you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's not, to she's days not a off. slave. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. our maid. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think the, the conversation about race was not as explored or the conversation about lynchings, I guess, in, in terms of race wasn't really explored like it could have been I, f- I feel like this movie could have benefited I agree with you maybe a rewrite and maybe like 20 minutes more I thought the runtime was fine I just I just feel like if they had streamlined the story points a bit you could have dedicated that time that was sort of sure. I'm not gonna say wasted but it was sort of extra extraneous yeah and uh you could have dedicated that more to the story at hand or the core story, which is the relationship between the two women and how the concept of passing is viewed by both of by them. both of them mm-hmm. and how one almost I would say looked at it as like a curse that she willingly participated in but now is paying for it. And the other one sort of views it as something that maybe she wished she had done. It, it was like that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think I think a rewrite and if they had fought, if they had streamlined the story, they probably would have had time to develop other things. So that might have helped the story along. Again, I don't think this is for everybody. I mean, I'm I'm still gonna stick with my seven. I think Rebecca Hall did a great job. I mean, she really. It was just a lovely piece, and just again, having seen her interview prior to this about what this what the story meant to her and how it related to her own personal familial experiences was really powerful to me. So I was carrying that in the back of my head while I was watching this film. But there was other there was other themes in this that definitely crowded the piece that I wish had been explored better or differently in in lots of ways. But I still think it's it's a worthwhile film. It's an interesting film and it definitely opens up a lot of conversation as to racial identity, sexual identity, just racism as a as a whole. The the Alex Skarsgård character was not a nice person and probably run of the mill in 1929. Yeah. America. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So seeing it from that vantage point too is 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 sort of like a, a slice of life in that respect but uh yeah i mean if you haven't seen it i recommend passing currently streaming on netflix what would you say yeah uh yeah i mean if 
yeah, uh, it's it's good. I wouldn't say go out of your way to go watch it, but if you you're cruising through all the choices on Netflix for and it's like and you want to see you're not something you're new. not finding anything, give it a shot. Yeah, you may yeah. you may like it. I think the performances alone make it a standout. I think yeah. it definitely raised the number for me at least. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it from us, and we will come back with another review soon. Good night. Good night. <laughs>